0: I'm Kate Northrup,
1: and I'm Mike Watts, and we're partners in life, love, and business.
0: Welcome to the Kate and Mike show, where we share insights and interviews on entrepreneurship, relationships, parenting, self-actualization, and making a life, not just a living.
1: All right. We are ready to go.
0: Okay. Welcome to the Kate and Mike show. This is Kate.
1: This is Mike.
0: Thanks for listening in to another episode. We have had some very big changes going on behind the scenes over here. We're planning, we're currently in the process of planning the second half of 2019. Very excited to reveal what we have planned for you over the next several months. All in good time, of course. We will sort of roll it out, but... your uh,
1: headphones. Yeah. Well, while we're recording, I should plug them in to see if everything's recording.
0: Okay. Let Before me pass we get these to you. deep into this. Let's not record an entire episode that doesn't record.
1: You know, sometimes people, you're just not prepared.
0: <sighs> so happy summer. We are officially into summer. I hope you enjoyed our episode last week with Aaron Rose. I thought it was, he is such a beautiful soul. Just really sharing the truth of who he is and sharing the truth of love on the planet and how we can use love to transform and actually, create and accept the reality of a beautiful world that is possible and is already happening in many ways. So, if you haven't listened to that episode, that was last week's episode with Aaron Rose, and this week we first of all we got a couple of. Um, hold on,
1: I have a comment. Oh yes, from hold on, I'm listening to myself while I talk. Yes, but uh, yeah, I mean, Aaron's a a great guy, right? But I, I'll tell you, like, it makes me uncomfortable. And I didn't say this on the podcast. I guess I could have because we could have talked about it, but I didn't really think about it till the end of it. But it's just like being in love, like to have him and just like how happy the dude is and, you know, being in the space of loving. I'm just like, I don't get this, you know? So there is an element for me that is it's, firm, it's a growth process for me to live in that space that he's currently living in right you know i don't know
0: and what what do you not get about it
1: truthfully it's because it doesn't seem real Hmm. because as because we live in a culture that's not like that you know all the time
0: it's not emanating love on that level
1: so it's just in this environment where so it's the place for me to open up to be in that you know you see these people that you follow on instagram that are just like I'm picking on Bali right now just because there's a lot of people on Bali or in Bali, which is like, I'm in so much love being here. And I'm like in the space and you're like, they're opening yourselves, and it's all here. And I'm like, I'm cleaning up poop, you know, from my daughter. You know, it's just like, like, that's not, to me, it's not, there's an element of it not being real life. Now it is real life. It's these people's experiences, real life. And so how do I live in a space that can be more, not like that, like, I don't want to say like that, but just like open to that world of acknowledging or not acknowledging, but just, I don't know how else to really say it, but it's just, I I would say being more leading more with love, I guess you could say.
0: Well, do you mind sharing the story for when we were driving back from Vermont and what you said to me about, you looked at me and you were like, oh yeah, I get what you're talking about. Right, like, in I that moment, yeah, 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 I was in Do it. Do you mind sharing?
1: Well, we were just coming back from Vermont and it was after, so we just went to Vermont this past weekend for Kate's speaking gig at Wanderlust and we decided to, Kate was supposed to go by herself and then we ended up going all as the family and she got delayed and all this stuff so it was just like gonna be a really long day and I was like, well, let's just go to, together. So we went to Vermont and we're coming back and Kate had a full day, immersion workshops that she taught and then another hour session on Friday. So taught all day Thursday and on a Friday. And then we drove back Friday night after her session and the kids were asleep in the back and we're just listening to music and just driving down the highway at 10 o'clock at night. And I was like, I get it. Cause it was like, what's the purpose of like for me, cause there's been such a push to accomplishment and achievement and not so much like focused on emotions or feelings or things like that where that place of like someone leading with all feelings and just not concerned about it i don't it's something that i didn't fully grasp but like being in that moment of the car i got it you know because it was really sweet and it's like if we would have died on our drive back you know just thinking of the dark side of it all but it's like that would have been, that would have like been a fulfilled life, you know, to me in that moment. Right. It's like, you can say like, I live a fulfilled, but truthfully, as we live in the, as they say, live in the present moment, like there is no fulfillment or not fulfillment in this. Right. It's like, just, it's kind of, we're just being here. And so, yeah, when I, so that's what happened in the car where I was like, this is, this is it. I get it. Cause it was sweet. Like the girls fell asleep and they were cute. And, then Kate and I are just like chilling and hanging out. There was no other agenda. And I'm really experiencing that definitely more now with our kids than I ever have before. It's just last night after getting home from work and, you know, the girls were there and Ruby was just crawling around on the street playing basketball. And I mean, Penelope had three meltdowns within an hour, but there's no, even during the meltdowns, you're just like, okay, this is it. Like, just be, it's like, I can't fight this. Like, I can get all mad about it, but it's not going to change Penelope's state of where she's at, right? No, in fact... It makes it worse. It makes it worse. So you just let her do her thing, and eventually it's going to turn around. And then she gets, lets it out, and she's like, oh, okay, let's go to bed, Dad. You know? like. <laughs> and it's just like a change on the dime. So, yeah, I think that's the place. I think if I put it in those terms, that's kind of what it was Aaron was talking about. Got it. Yeah.
0: Cool. Thank you. Right? I mean... Yes. I think so. I mean, when you were in the car, you said, I don't know if you remember, but what I remember is you said, I get it because a while back, even before Ruby was born, you and I and Penelope were at brunch one morning and I said, yes. this is literally what I have always imagined. I was just overcome with this sense of joy and a moment of, this is literally the life I wanted and I'm living it and I'm so happy, you know, at brunch with my husband and my baby and just enjoying like, this is it, you know, this is it right now. And so I had said that to Mike and I said, I don't remember what I said to you, but at I that, said at the table something like, is this? Oh yeah. I said something like, is this anything? Like what you wanted for your life. And you said, Do you remember what you said? No. You said, No, this is not what I had imagined.
1: Because I imagined something completely different.
0: What did you imagined?
1: Well, I imagined I'd be living in a place that was warm, number one. Like, I, when when I,
0: sometimes, when I left
1: Indiana and moved (laughs) south to North Carolina, I was like, I'm never going back to the cold. Like, this is brutal. All oh, the
0: things we do for love.
1: Yeah. So, but no, I do. I feel like there's an element of feeling at home at Maine, and there's an element sometimes of not feeling at home in Maine. You know. So I think there's that place as well for me. I'm trying to get the recorder to stand up, but it's Use not. Use my out. Yeti. Uh, yeah. So yeah, for myself. That was not
0: paid product placement, but I do love my Yeti. So if oh, you yeah, have Yeti's a connection great. to them and they want to sponsor our podcast, great.
1: let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we're, not some, we're not an outdoor company, so I don't know if that's going to happen, but we're open to but
0: it. But I am really into beverages.
1: Yeah, that's true. You know, the Yetis. the But I, I feel like it. I've had to redesign. So there's the expectation of what I thought my reality was when it came to my dreams, right? And then there's the other aspect of what really is reality, And it's recognizing actually when my dreams came true, where a lot of times like when we bought our house, I thought my dream of what I wanted for a house was something else. But the reality, like that's what it was. It was really, it's a beautiful place. We had a great neighborhood. We have great neighbors. That's what I wanted. You know, when we, when I first started out on this adventure is to have a place to kind of call home and like fall in love with it. And which, which I have. So it's being present with your actual dreams as well to make sure they're living in somewhat a reality like there's not a instead of just imagining something that you know once it does come true that you don't even recognize it so Mm. yeah i would say because like spending time with my and it's helpful for me to listen to older people too like even yesterday on the joe rogan podcast that i was listening to him with Charlemagne the god and andrew schultz They have a podcast called the brilliant idiots and charlamagne the gods from breakfast club morning talk show i think it's in new york and he was just talking about he goes i wake up with my kids and like i take him to school or i go with my wife to school and he goes i just feel like a bad dad if i don't do that stuff i record all my podcasts during the day when they're at school and so i travel because i still do comedy shows and i you know he does mma commentating as well and mixed martial arts and all that stuff But that's like on a weekend and so he might be gone here or there take his kids with him But I was just like, oh, yeah, like it just helps me to be like Okay, if Joe is like I feel like a bad dad if I'm not with my kids It doesn't mean that I need to be a bad dad or feel like that. I'm a bad dad, but I just it's like Understanding why I started my business a long time ago was to be at home with my kids and to say like that is a reality that I, I came home. You came, you picked up the girls yesterday and were home earlier and, and I would get out of the car and Penelope's like, where were you, Dad?" Dad, And it's like, cause usually- He came uh,
0: home at five.
1: Yeah. Like I think it was like 4.45, you know? And, and I wasn't home when she usually, when she gets home cause usually I'm either home or I go and pick them up. So she was like, where were you? Why weren't you here? And it's kind of crazy just to think like her normal is that, I am home all the time. My normal was not. My dad was gone all the time for traveling, for work. And same thing with your experience with your parents working in the hospital. So that's the dream situation.
0: Anyway, yeah. So we just really have this sweet drive on the solstice coming home and realizing, you know, or at least you realizing, like, this is it. This is what yeah. we do it for. These are the moments, my friends. Mm-hmm. So these are the days. Ooh, I like okay. Your, so you want to read
1: a review?
0: <laughs> so, well, before we read a review, I wanted to apologize publicly because we received two reviews, and when we receive two comments about the same thing, we know that there are more who felt that way but did not take the time to comment. So, I just want to publicly
1: one was I just call, I'll just say one was from Joni Mitchell, Never Lies. That was the name.
0: I love Joni Mitchell.
1: And the other one was Z-Mizzle. Yes. So, so your two so I'm comments. I'm
0: apologizing to you and also to anyone else who felt this way that apparently I correct Mike too much. And maybe <laughs> any amount is too much. So I, for anybody who's listening and found it cringeworthy, I honor that. I hear it. I can see why that's problematic. And I'm sorry. And I'm going to do better. And I'm sorry, Mike, I know that you said that it doesn't bother you, but I am just saying if other people are hearing and finding it cringeworthy, perhaps on some level it is also a problem in your system, even if you're not conscious of it. So I will stop. And I just have to say, like, it's just so – it's hard to hear that feedback of, like, this is a thing that you're doing that is hard to listen to, and it's like (gasps) – Oh, that's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. So I'm owning it because I know it's true.
1: Oh wow, let's let's dive in more about that.
0: Well, I know it's true. I do correct you, and it's not. It's not. I don't know. Like I don't think it's. It's not necessarily a loving thing to do.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks. So, but just as I told Kate earlier, like a lot of this, I guess, was about the sobriety episode, which I'm going to go back and actually listen to, just kind of see what these people are talking about, and it was corrections around words or you know and the reality is like i know it doesn't really bother me when kate corrects just for people listening because i know my grammar is not good it's just not good Uh, we were i was walking with my buddy brett and he goes let's do scottish accents like and i go okay, this is going to be horrible. You know? And he goes, you're Scottish. It's not very good. And I was like, I'm aware that I am not good at accents. Right. I am aware of my, now it's something that I always would like to be better at. And I realized, especially pronouncing like names that I feel really bad if I'm not able to get grammar, correct on names. So it's to me when Kate's correcting me to me, it's just helpful. Like, honestly, like I know it might be annoying to some people out there and Maybe you see it too much, but I also, and sometimes it's annoying to me, but the reality is like, I should speak better. I don't know if that's even, if I even said that right, but like, you can correct me if you want, because now I know you're going to hesitate to say things as we record podcasts, but like, it doesn't bother me, right? There's other things that happen in our lives that bother me, but that's not one of them. Cause I know we're, we're, Penelope was at words first before she was moving. Ruby for the most part has been she's getting ready to start speaking. So I come from my dad's pretty decent writer. Same with my brother is outstanding with words. Your parents are really prolific as well. Your sister, right? Like, so it's ingrained in our children. Didn't come from me, but I know it's going to be there and I know I'm going to get corrected for the rest of my life. So that's fine.
0: And I also, I grew up, I'm, this is not an excuse by any means. I feel, I feel really badly. I'm going to be perfectly honest and... I come from a family where I was corrected constantly as a child. Yeah. So it is, and you know, no, listen, I'm proud of my elocution. I'm, you know, I'm proud of my communication abilities. A lot of that came from the level at which I was corrected growing up. So, Mm. but it's, I don't want my children to feel the way I did at times, which was afraid to hand my papers to my dad after a while i just stopped even asking him for help because every time i did i would feel so awful about myself Mm. so i stopped asking so anyway
1: sorry you had that experience
0: thank you and i'm sorry i am passing that along in any way there's no
1: red pens allowed in our house i am folks
0: doing a pattern interrupt here (laughs) changing course we are all growing we are all getting better and uh thanks for the feedback
1: yeah thanks for the feedback i'm I'm Um, taking it But we can read a comment that says, love, love, love from Rather. We are we love you too, Rather. Yeah. Hopefully you're doing well with that second child. Kate, you have had my attention for years. Money, love, origin, and do less. I love learning from you in all ways. Your voice is so easy to listen to. Like an old friend and confidant. The beauty of this podcast is how much we get to hear from Mike. My husband and I are huge fans. Let's give it up for Mike. Come on. A round of applause, people. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And uh, my husband and I are huge fans and we both listen regularly and love being able to weave your conversation into ours. You're like the quote unquote expert advice. We both love to hear on pretty much all things family, relationship and business. Somehow, whatever you're talking about here is totally relevant to our lives in some way. Thanks for your candidness and dedication to keeping it real. Sweet. Awesome. So for anybody that I mentioned that left a comment today, you can email over to Mike at Mike J. Watts or hit me up on Instagram, Mike J. Watts, and we'll drop something in the mail for you. Our little gift to you.
0: Okay. segueing into our topic for today, which is body first, business second. Interestingly enough, this is a little mantra that came to me in the fall. It did not make it into do less because I had already turned in the manuscript. But it is definitely interwoven throughout the book, Do Less. It's just not so stated. And a friend of mine said that Body First, Business Second is the thing that I said that stuck with her the most from an event we did this past fall called Origin Live. And it was a full day of content. It was an amazing experience. Women came from all over the world as far as South Africa to join us. Which made me really nervous. (laughs) I'm going to be perfectly honest. But it was great. We had an amazing time. Capped off by a kombucha cocktail hour. Alcohol free.
1: Remember we did the live event. Who was it that came from New Zealand?
0: Yes. It was
1: up in... We did it up north.
0: Yeah. Actually, it was called the... The Freedom Immersion. Yeah. And Christina Nooner, a friend of ours, was talking about how amazing the Freedom Immersion was. And Patricia Moreno, Terry Cole, and James Wedmore were all our speakers. And she said literally those three speakers in that event was life-changing for her and it has reverberated in many ways for her and then of course it planted the seed i was like maybe we could you know maybe we could do something else like that like maybe we could do it again what could we do but of course after every single live event we've always we've done like in the week leading up to it i'm like never again we are never doing this again never again and then of course right after we finish i'm like let's do it again (laughs) anyway we'll see but She said body first, business second stuck with her so powerfully and has been echoing in her mind ever since. And before we started recording the podcast, Mike asked me, what does body first, business second even mean? And I thought, why not have a conversation about what that means? Why not? We can explain from both of our perspectives because you've been through a very different body journey than I have. And we thought we'd have a conversation about it because this has served so many of the women that I work with and I wanted it to serve you as well. This mantra of changing the way we approach business from a body first perspective as opposed to a leaving our bodies out. So is it okay if I just start in with a, a bit of a context for this conversation? Yes. Okay, well, that was context one. This is context two. Context two is what I mean when I say body first, business second, is that we have been raised in school, and then certainly if you go to any kind of business training, to not consider that the source of our creativity, which is required in business, the source of our insight, the source of our energy – the source of our ability to do anything is our physical body and yet we've all been programmed to work as though we don't have bodies so there's no business training that i know of other than the ones that we've created that incorporates the body as an integral tool for your success as an ally for your success as opposed to as an adversary Most of us have been taught to believe, especially women, that our bodies are adversaries and that in order to have what we want, we have to denounce our bodies. So if we want to have career success, we should medicate away our cycles. We should act in any way possible as though we are male and that we are masculine dominated energy, which by the way, plenty of women are masculine dominated energy, which is great. I am often more lead with my masculine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. We all have both energies running throughout us, no matter what our gender expression is. But in our culture, typically, because we live in a patriarchy, we only celebrate the qualities of the masculine. And so for women and for for also men who want to run more feminine energy throughout their bodies and also throughout their businesses because it is the it, it is the feminine that we need to balance out the imbalances in our world right now. It's really important to incorporate the fact that the source of our energy, the source of our insight, the source of our ideas, the source of our ability to work is our physical bodies and we need to bring them into the equation as our source as opposed to as some completely separate thing that we deal with outside of the hours of nine to five. It's sort of a PS and I want it to be the headline. And so that's what I mean by body first, business second. What that practically means is literally asking yourself as a woman, if you are a woman who menstruates before the beginning of the week, What phase of my cycle am I in? And I'll do a future episode on that. I'm just gonna write that down so that you know what the heck I'm talking about. But asking what phase of my cycle am I in? So therefore, how am I hormonally wired this week? What is my brain naturally suited for and how can I support that? But as a man, just how do I feel today? Or as a non-menstruating woman, how do I feel today? What does my body need? And asking our bodies throughout the day, What do you need? Is it to get up and stretch? Is it a glass of water? Is it a snack? Is it some sunshine? Is it a break? Because when we give our bodies what they need, our insight is better. We have deeper wisdom. Our ideas get better. We have more creativity and we have way more energy. And when we have way more energy, we get a lot more done in a lot less time. So it is my primary productivity strategy is body first, Business second. Whenever I put my body first, the business stuff gets taken care of. Even today, Mike and I were having this conversation about planning the second half of 2019. And I will tell you, for the first hour, it was feeling heavy. I was feeling like Mike didn't really want to be here. He was feeling like I was not inspired. We were both like sort of ping ponging back and forth, this kind of like (laughs) cement block, if you will. Like that's sort of how it felt. And then Mike was like, What do you remember what you said? No I don't know you, you stopped me basically And you were like I was just like
1: What do you actually want to do What do really you really do? want Like what's
0: Cause what really Because what happens tr- when
1: Kate like there's a thing That I know With her It's like she can get Excited about stuff Like she went to this We hired a coach for her She just went down to New York Which we'll talk about In another episode More to come Last week And she came back And she was like telling me It was basically Like there's a way To tell it With your body And your feelings We also call it like Pussy power right like this
0: is inspired can i say this
1: regina thomas yeah and so you wouldn't explain more about that well i mean i understand it
0: her book is called so so regina uh, is the founder of mama gina's school of womanly arts it would probably be good to have her on the podcast at some point yeah she's a hoot i went to her school starting at the age of 22. i was fresh out of college and I basically went to learn about, she, she runs the Mama Gina School of Womanly Arts, and she teaches women how to get more out of life through fun and pleasure, but essentially how to revolutionize the world through pleasure. Mm-hmm. And many people think it's a sex class, it's really not. Pleasure goes through so many different areas of our lives, but she she basically teaches women to source their lives through, and she calls it your pussy which is essentially like our connection to the divine and also our deep creativity like it's it is a woman's place of power for sure on so many levels because it's it's our seat of pleasure and our seat of power Mm -hmm. and so whether or not that word offends you you can call it whatever you want some women call it yoni some women call it their Sacred spot, some women, you know, whatever. I don't care what word you use, but like you could call it your second chakra. But basically, the very place that allows you to have orgasms and allows you, some women, should they choose or should they be able to, allows you to create a human being in your body without you thinking about it is also the place that you can source everything else in
1: your life from. Right. So I can tell being in this relationship and having these discussions and talking about this. Is Kate in this space when she's when we're talking about business or is she like trying to calculate it all with her head? From my mind. From your mind.
0: So not even an hour ago, I was like having this conversation yeah. from my
1: mind. And how do you end up in your mind? Like let's talk about, because I, I in can my tell mind and then through fear for me, right? <laughs> so through fear, but for me to witness, like to be in a partnership with someone like in business and personal, I can see it. I'm like, I am bored. I'm like, okay.
0: (laughs) And then I feel like he's mad
1: at me. I'm like just like I'm like, this is boring, this is not. We're gonna work on okay, great, we can run a webinar. Okay, yeah. Not exciting, right? But what's exciting is like when you revert back into this area of let's just I'm gonna call it what I call it, the pussy power. Right. And as you are talking and communicating through that environment it's a much different experience for me. So this is great lessons for just like intimate relationships inside of your life, like just part have a create a, a good partnership and somebody to, enjoy with. What are you doing?
0: I'm putting you on my Instagram story. Oh, okay.
1: We're just talking about pussy power here, people on IG. So it's like when when Kate is in that mode, that's when I can get excited. When Kate's in her head. I'm like, I don't want to be in partnership with somebody else's in their head all the time because that's what I've, you know, I've lived so much of my life there and I find it not enjoyable. There's not powerful. It's not, it's like not creative, right? It's not that creative energy. So that was what our planning session took. It went on for about an hour and then I realized what was going on. And that's what I asked you the question. I was like, what do you actually want to do? And you're like, I don't want to do any of this stuff.
0: Well, like, really, there's an I element did of it. want to do some yes. of it. So what was so interesting, so Mike interrupted me, which was great, even though at first I was annoyed because I thought he was annoyed, right? So here's what's so interesting, like our external environment will be a reflection of the energy we're putting off often. right? And so I was noticing that he seemed annoyed and I was like getting all in my head of like, why is he annoyed with me? He doesn't want to be here. Why is he not listening? Like, this sucks. I don't like brainstorming with like, rr, 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 so rr, then Kate
1: rr. needs to talk more. Like, that's so then where I'm blah, happening.
0: blah, 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 talk, 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 yeah. talk. And then Mike was like, <laughs> if okay. I, if I
1: just keep talking, that'll fix the
0: problem. Okay, yeah, all this is great. And like, listen, I had laid out a beautiful strategy. Yeah, it was nothing wrong with the strategy, but he was like, what do you really want to be doing? And then I dropped into my body. So I got out of my head and I really felt into the possibility of like, what would feel good? Like it was just instant. It was, it was as though, to me, this is what it felt like. It was as though there was this fountain of like warm glitter <laughs> coming up from the bottom of my pelvis, up through my torso, and into my head, sort of like a feeling of carbonation where there was an excitement that came through and it was so clear. Or my friend Megan Watterson describes it as liquid molten honey where it just fills your body with this feeling of the warmth of unconditional love so you might you know I don't know for me honey is a little sticky so I don't love the honey analogy because I just hate being sticky but um, <laughs> maybe warm glitter works for you whatever anyway it was a feeling when I began to I just was like oh no what I really wanna be doing is X, Y, Z. I'm not gonna tell you what it is cause you'll, it's gonna be coming out. So I don't wanna, I'm not well, doing it's
1: any It's the rough draft. It's
0: the rough draft and we might change our minds. So, but anyway, that was, we. but it was sourcing the, so and then it was still a strategy by the way. So mm-hmm. I didn't lose, we didn't lose the strategy but it was a strategy sourced from my body as opposed to from my mind. And now I'm so excited to get to work on it. Whereas before, I was like, yeah, I could check off these action items for sure. And we could also make them successful. However, I want a business that is sourced from a place of a fountain of warm glitter. <laughs> like, because that's where innovation comes from. That's where I know our best work comes mm-hmm. from. That's where the intersection of what lights us up the most and what the world needs mm-hmm. the most there's this you know the great quote what the world what is that freaking quote
1: it's, uh, it's so far so good.
0: <laughs> the world needs
1: oh jeez.
0: well i mean one of the quotes this is not the one i was going to do but one of them is ask not what the world don't ask what the world needs ask what makes you come alive because what the world needs is people who have come alive so that's a wonderful quote which i cannot recall who wrote it so i'm gonna do a we quick we
1: are crushing the quote game over here today google. people
0: <laughs> can you say something while <laughs> i google this
1: yeah so to sign up for your own glitter session you can go to glitter.com no, I feel. I, Can what, we please ca- buy glitter.com? I mean, it's available. It's probably not available, but no, we'll I'm try sure it. it
0: isn't. Oh, it's Howard Thurman. Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. Howard Thurman. Nice. Third time's a charm, folks. Yeah,
1: but I think it, what Kate mentioned earlier is like it comes from fear. So we get out of that place of pleasure or where we are in our own power to try to fix a situation to be fearful right and like a great example of it's like to look at even the political system that we exist in right now it's like people are like I'm a big Andrew Yang follower right the guy has like 3% of the democratic votes and just because I like his positioning on a, a lot of things and he actually has answers and solutions and there's other great candidates as well that's out there running for you know there's 17 of them right but it's it's like he wants to give everybody a $1,000. If you're an United States citizen, he wants to give you a $1,000 a month. Like, who doesn't want that? That sounds amazing. I'll take a $1,000 a month. Extra cash. What from, is that
0: called? It's called the minimum. He calls the, it the
1: freedom dividend.
0: The freedom dividend. But that's yeah. the other people call it.
1: It's universal. Yeah, universal basic income. Yeah. And so where people are like, how are you going to pay for this? And so the one thing that I always find is hilarious is that people are like, well, how are you going to pay and that, well, this has never been done before. I'm like, well, it could be done. Like we can think differently people, right? Like we could have a different take or point of view on this to say like, well, if it hasn't been done, could it be done? Like, is this even possible? Instead of just saying right off the bat, like, no. Like if we wanna change the system that currently operates because we know it hasn't worked. Like one of my, my things I laugh at a lot when it comes to this body business conversation That we're having here is that everybody talks about how kids are so soft these days and you know it's like you're raising them and they're so soft they're so weak and participation trophies and everybody gets them in this whole it's like a lot of men usually talking about this like how our kids are not tough you know i'm like give me a freaking break like look where we are right now in 2019 has what we've been doing with our children Is that like solving the solutions of the problem? No, what we have done in the past gave us a very toxic human being that's a male to be president of the United States. And he has toxic supporters that are not betterment for humanity, even though that they think there are. But in a rational point of view of like right or wrong, it's not right, right? And anybody that has proper judgment. So it's like, is right now what we're doing, creating soft kids? I don't know. You know, we are creating kids are being raised differently now, number one, their social media, but there's also this environment that said, maybe we've been too hard on our children in the past, which is created to where we are today. You know, it's just like, it's a different mindset to think about these things. And I feel like because of what this conversation started is that we are pulling people away from their bodies saying things are not, you can't heal it. You, It's not, you know, you talked about where the, like the clitoris having so much power, right, sensitivity, 8000
0: nerve endings.
1: This is the same on the male, with it's, no other
0: function other than pleasure. Yes. And the the tip of the penis has right. half as many.
1: And we cut it off because we think male circumcision is the way to go. Right? And it's it's like you got to do your research, right? Do when your it comes research. to that stuff. Make decisions no that you want to do. No shame here, but nope. just just do and some research before you decide. Yes. And it's it's just a, it's like It's been told that that is the right thing to do. And it's like when we look at the research, I think, I mean, this is my random theory. Like we have issues with men actually being in touch with themselves. And from day three of life or whatever that day is, is having, I've never seen your mother cry. It's like the only time I ever saw her cry is when she talked about how many circumcisions that she did as, as, and she was on stage and we were in at the V-Day event. And it's the only time I've ever seen her to, to realize like what she participated in and how she thought that was really, like it wasn't a good she thing She knew for it her. wasn't right, but right.
0: that's what parents asked her to do and it was right. part of her job description. And
1: so for us... Or she to, knew it didn't feel right to her. Right. So it's like, Already at day three with men and boys, we are saying like you're not whole, you're not taken care of. So the way God created you, we got to slice it off.
0: Yeah, that somehow just let's think about it for a second. Yeah. By the way, this episode was not intended to be about circumcision. We will move off this topic in a minute, but I just want to—it's oh, part of body. I, I just want to let's let's we're gonna first we're gonna we're gonna hit up substances and alcohol. Now we're gonna do circumcision. You know, I am not somebody who loves controversy, but. But I do have to say, do you think that wherever, you know, the divine design of bodies came from would have created men with this whole piece of their bodies that was unnecessary and somehow harmful for them? Does that make any sense that... That these bodies that we as human beings could not possibly create because the intricacy and the amount we don't understand. Does it make any sense that they would be born with a piece that we have to chop off because it's wrong?
1: No. It doesn't no. make any sense. It so doesn't.
0: That's our take. No, I mean, um, it's and female
1: do- mutilation is a, is a very thi- a thing that still exists right now in 2019 as well. And in a lot of places. In a lot of places. And so... I know Kate doesn't like controversy around these things. I'll talk about these things all day long. Well, I, I just don't want to have have
0: shame a, people for choices correct. that they make. No, made. and
1: I'm not. I'm a circumcised adult, a male adult talking about this, right? And You're I'm a not circumcised like circumcised. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, you can correct me. <laughs> just people. Kate's going to correct my English because she's a writer and it's what she does. But I'm going to try to do it less. It's I. It doesn't bother me. Just do it. Okay. It'll help me correct myself. Okay. Anyway, we can just move on. But I think it's it's not about shaming people in these conversations, right? It's not the decisions you made or we made or my parents made or anything like that. I think it's more about actually knowing what is going on. Like just like you've talked to you about your birth experiences and walking into that birth room, knowing what was going on and knowing what the questions they're going to ask you and you're prepared. It's the same thing as we become parents, what we're going to be, because we talked about vaccines a few weeks ago on this and just to make sure that we are actually looking at what is happening in the world and not just reading by the headline readers, right? Both and sides, look at that both is sides. Co- that is correct. And being, having, making educated decisions, it doesn't mean you have to spend 75 weeks to get a PhD on all these topics, right? It's just, it's being just interested. Like three
0: articles from both sides.
1: That's correct. And it's like re- in-depth in articles of what's actually taking place here. Yeah, so Because that's, there's
0: no such thing as a non-biased source.
1: Right. Cause it's, is our body, right? Like your, it's Kate's body. It's my body. And who's supposed to have control over our bodies? Well, we are. right?
0: Ideally we are. Body autonomy. I'm all about body autonomy. Mm -hmm. My body, my choice. Like I get to decide because it's my body. And what I do with my body is really my business. Mm -hmm. So also the thing about bodies are we all have one. Mm-hmm. It is the great equalizer. We all have a body. There is really nothing else that I can think of that everybody has that works more or less the same. Now I completely understand disability is absolutely yep. real. So everybody has a whole wide spectrum of abilities and processes and things. You know, medical issues, mental illness. There, that is real, and we all have a body.
1: Yeah, and, and Amy Purdy's doing a you know amy purdy yes right she lost both of her legs yes and she's been sick yes. recently and she's been documenting this stuff on instagram her journey and feels like guilty if she's not keeping the public updated going through her really hard times right and so that's an individual who has no legs below the knee i think it's below the knee yeah yeah and so that's a dealing with a disability and ex- expressing that as someone that's traveled the world competing in special olympics won gold medals we saw her speak at USANA's convention. Yeah. yeah
0: she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also really inspiring to just see the woman who just won the Tony for her performance in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I can't remember her name, but um, maybe we can pop it in the show notes. We just finished the Tonys last last night. We were a little slow because we were doing about 20 minutes a night. <laughs> and it was awesome. Okay. So all of this to say, we are coming back around to the topic because we need to wrap it up because we need to get home while Ruby is sleeping so we can eat our lunch and get back for the team meeting because real life, real time here, folks. Body first, business second means the following. I just wanna give you a little framework so you can actually do this because one woman at my talk at Wanderlust last week said, so when you say body first, business second, do you mean go to more exercise classes? And it was such a great question because that would be the automatic thing that we would think like, oh, that means She's saying to exercise, especially in a culture that focuses so much on action. It must be that to put your body first, you need to move. And that may be part of your body first, business second program. I mean, absolutely. Richard Branson credits when you ask him what's the biggest factor for your success. He says exercising every day. And that's great for him. I do not exercise every day. However, I check in with my body every day. And that only began... After my period came back, after Penelope was born, because for the first time in a long time, I realized that my body was my source. My body had been the home to this being. My body was still a nourishment source for this being. And I realized there was so much more going on within my body than I had ever realized. And that if my body could create a human being and feed her, that my body could do a lot of other things and i was underutilizing her capabilities. So number 1, all i want you to do is when you're considering how you're going to spend your day, to ask yourself, what does my body need? How do i feel? How do i feel in my body? How do i feel? And then throughout the day, set a timer every hour, and when the timer goes off, ask, close your eyes, take a deep breath. Feel your body, like feel your butt in the chair, feel your feet on the ground, and ask, what do you need right now? And then practice giving your body what it needs. And you will be amazed that when you begin to be in conversation with your body, she or he or they will give you so much more energy. It's like if you've ever read Steven Pressfield's work, The War of Art and Turning Pro, he talks about that the muse only shows up if we show up that if you really want to do your work you need to log butt in the seat hours because when you show up the muse shows up but if you don't show up she will hold out on you your body is the same your body will give you the biggest gifts of inspiration insight innovation creativity your best work when you actually take care of her, him, they. If you don't, eventually it leads to burnout, illness, and dried up creativity. Fo show. Sure. I've experienced it myself many a time. And when I started bringing my body into the conversation and inviting her to the table and asking her what she needed and what she had to say and what she felt, it's so incredible how much deeper... The work became and i finally found the work that i'm here to do and i had been searching for years feeling really surface level to be perfectly honest mike do you have any insight on how or if you are doing you you practice body first business second i just gave my two tips do you have any practical ways that people can try this out or anything that you've tried
1: no, I mean, I talked a lot about this on the sobriety episode, yeah. so I would say listen to that if you've not listened to it yet. But one thing to think about is, too, is, like, what's the long-term damage we're actually doing to ourselves? So somebody brought that up after listening to that episode is, like, you know, to think about, I never thought about, at you know, when I was 20 years old, I wasn't thinking about what I was going to be like. Well, You know, I thought I was going to be a badass when I was, like, 60, right? so still on that you know we're still on that trajectory but it's like i didn't think about the damage that was happening when i was drinking all the time of what took place and so we learned from being in the nutrition space basically your cells are replicating every seven years right you have a new body you have a new body of cells and cellular health every seven years so if you think back from this day to the past seven years and it's like okay when i look at that you know, when I was drinking to be like, okay, so now my cells are replicating damaged cells, right? Like as we, we consume substances, as we're going through it, we are damaging our cellular health. And so as we damage our cellular health, we are replicating damaged cells. So damaged cells are, are replicating as far as, you know, if somebody's out there that fully understands this more detail, I'd love, you can explain it. But this is my understanding of it. So as I'm duplicating a hum, uh, damaged cells, then if that goes on for 30 years, now I've created 30 years of damaged cells. And so this is why it's such a big thing to look at the food that we're consuming and the, what we're doing with ourselves. So I didn't even think about that. And honestly, I think that was uh, with me getting sick last year. It was really the first time where I had to pay attention to what I was doing from a body perspective and how I was feeling. So it's a new learning process for me. Like when I eat certain foods, do I feel out of whack, right? Do We drink that spin drift seltzer. Really, we talked about that and Kate had a good chuckle about that in our episode of sobriety, but it's to, for me, that has been the piece I would say at this moment, it's just looking at when I feel off, like when do I feel my best? And usually that's probably when I wake up in the morning or about an hour after I wake up, just kind of getting into the groove of the day. And then how do I feel throughout the day? And what am I paying attention to based off consumption, et cetera? So, and then when it comes to work wise, really I've started, if I get foggy or not focused, I just like go outside, I'll do something else. I'll change it completely. I'll go work out for me. Working out is really healing. And I prioritize that like in my day to make sure that that at least happens and to movement and then taking breaks. So those are the pieces that it's just paying attention because you can listen to 50 people about how they do their structure their day, but everybody's gonna be different. So you gotta kind of figure out what is the grind for you. But it is trusting myself, not only from the, because as I'm coming home, I guess you could say you come home to yourself, the business will grow and things are more enjoyable, et cetera. And you realize when you need to take time off from here and there, but like even when you look in the mirror, you know it's like what goes through the dialogue that happens in our head when we stare at the mirror and what we say to ourselves as we're looking in the mirror. So even if it's just like, oh, I could lose five or 10 pounds here or that doesn't look good or that doesn't look good. Cause as I went from losing 32 pounds when I got sick in a month and then putting it back on cause I was so like scrawny and kind of looked like I was really sick. And to, as I'm putting it back on, I've noticed dialogue to be like, oh, it looks great with 30, out 32 pounds on. Like, you could see, like, abdominal, Like, it was crazy. I was so skinny.
0: You did not look great,
1: honey. No, I know I didn't you look great. You so sick. I didn't look great. But it was just, like, crazy how the body transforms and how... My, I was like, my clothes fit amazing, you know? It's because <laughs> they were, like, hanging off of me, right? This is so, not
0: a recommended so, program.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's called the uh, full-blown eczema program. But the it was as i've kind of come back into where i am today it's like how do i feel comfortable in the body that i currently am yes. so and to live with that so it's like paying attention to what i'm saying to myself paying attention to the words that i'm using as like a clothes come off or being comfortable with it in a more environment because that's really i mean just as we talked about with kate you know with getting into the that, that zone of the pussy power zone it's like how does that work for mike as well Right, Like how do where is my power zone? How do I feel the most confident when I'm walking around? lately I've been noticing is about like rolled shoulders. Like I have a lot from sitting at a computer or just in general in life. And especially now carrying 30 pound children around, like it pulls your shoulders forward. So how do I sit differently? And it feels very awkward. Like it feels so awkward to like pull your shoulders back and walk down the street pulling your shoulders back. But like when I would watch other people do that, they're in really good positioning, right? Like, and I noticed from posture standpoint, it looks really good when you see dancers on stage, like they have great posture. So it's like, how do I prevent the rolled shoulder situation? So it's just been noticing when I'm sitting in a certain way, if I'm walking down the street, it's just noticing these little things. Cause I know as my shoulders are back in proper positioning, cause then I watch my daughters move and et cetera. And like, they have perfect posture basically, right?
0: Well, and perfect posture certainly looks beautiful. Yes. But what's more important is it aligns your whole body, so you have more energy, right? And you think more clearly. Because I think that we think about posture as like, oh, it's it's about a visual, and it's maybe to prevent back pain. But I really want to bring it back to well, then how it can that be a source in your work in the world? Mm -hmm. Why is posture important? Like, why is our body critical to our businesses, to our work? And so I'm just so excited to keep this conversation going with you here on the podcast, with our listeners. If you have questions about body first, business second, how this you can apply it to your life, please message me. Send me a DM at Kate Northrup on Instagram. If you like this episode, please subscribe. Share it with a friend. Screenshot it. Share it on your Instagram stories. Tag us at Kate Northrup at Mike J. Watts. We're going to be keeping this conversation going. We've got some exciting things for you, as we said, over the summer planned. So that's it. Body first, business second.
1: Use it. Let us know what uh, that means to you.
0: Let us know what that means to you. Or how
1: you're using it. How you're
0: practicing it. What comes to you when we say body first, business second? Mm Because the buck does not stop with us, friends. We want to know how it lands with you. Thanks for listening in. Leave us a review. Have an awesome day. I am so excited to tell you that my new book, Do Less, A Revolutionary Approach to Time and Energy Management is now out. You can get the book along with a workshop on how to set boundaries and say no, and a workshop on how to apply the 80-20 rule to your life so you can get 80% more results with only 20% of the work, plus two Maven Masterclasses over at katenorthrup.com forward slash book. And the book is available anywhere books are sold. Get your copy of Do Less.